There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. An everything entertainment update heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. So, um, what's new in your world? Well, Frozen 2 is finally hitting theaters, and industry analysts are expecting it to make around $100 million in the U.S. alone in its first weekend. That means it's probably destined for the list of highest-grossing animated movies of all time. At the moment, the new CGI Lion King is number one, followed by the original Frozen, and then Incredibles 2. Mm. Even though it's getting uh, not... Across the board, great reviews. My buddy Shane, who used to be on the Jason show, her daughter Karis reviewed it. And Shane no. did too. And, Sh- and Shane's like, the plot is confusing. Uh-oh. Like little like little Karis didn't even understand really what the plot is. So mm-hmm. I'm going to see it. I'm going to be curious. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. And it's long. It's about two hours. That's long for a Disney movie, everybody. It's long. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. Billie Eilish was on Jimmy Kimmel Live last night where she talked about her Grammy nominations, fame, and trying to be present. Eilish got six Grammy nominations this week, including Album of the Year for her project When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Mm. Billie Eilish explained to Jimmy Kimmel how she was given advice from Melanie Chisholm of the Spice Girls about living in the moment and taking it in all the amazing things that she gets to do now in her career before it goes away. She Mm. was saying that at the beginning, in the middle, it's like work, 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 and you're huge, 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 and then it's done, and it's like, oh, where did that go? Oh, right. So I'm trying to be as present as possible. Billie Eilish, singer of Bad Girl, set to perform at the American Music Awards on Sunday along with people like Camila Cabello, Lizzo, Dua Lipa, and others. And lastly, the Victoria's Secret fashion show is being scrapped. I'm sorry, Don. Oh, man. That's where I get all my lingerie fashion ideas. Nope. Oh, Lord. (laughs) <laughs> more, like, more like sorry Rob the company says instead they plan to evolve their marketing the show has come under fire for allegedly being sexist and anti-feminist in recent years and last year's Victoria's Secret Fashion Show was the lowest rated ever Ooh, yeah yeah it's, it's it's not, not the, aged well. No, it's not. It's not the mid nineties. Move on, move on, people. Yep. And I was just kidding because you remember, I like I said earlier, I don't even own a television. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> For more entertainment news, download the My Talk app or go to our website, mytalk1071.com. That is brand new information. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 107.1. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the 8 o'clock and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Everything entertainment. 
Everything chimes. I'm Jace with the beautiful Don McLean and the lovely Rob taking you through the beginning of your day as we kick off another weekend and we move one step closer to Turkey Day, to Thanksgiving. Yes. I'm very excited. There, there we go. I'm very, I love the Thanksgiving. I'm very excited. Sorry, I missed. I missed the turkey again. I made, um, speaking of Thanksgiving, I'm excited for the talk show today, too, because we the episode's all about uh, the whole Jason Show staff. We are making our favorite Thanksgiving dishes that we bring to places, and I am making the Patty LaBelle over the rainbow mac and cheese. Oh. And if you've never had it, um, let's just say first and foremost, it's it's not for the weak. Um, and it's not for those who care about calories um, because it has half and half. It has uh, sharp cheddar, mild cheddar, Munster, Monterey Jack. Wow. Chunks of Velveeta. Oh, of course. You got to have yeah. that. Yeah, a little vegetable oil um, all mixed together. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. So I'm going to show you how to make that today. So I, I was all up in that last night, uh, <laughs> baking, baking my mac and cheese. So, yeah, I know I'm not quite busy enough, but right. 806 is the time. So I figured out that this segment here is all going to be about childhood because Dawn's going to tell you about a piece of childhood, our childhood that's going away. Uh, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna lighten it up with a delightful interview that just aired between Gail King and Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom was on CBS this morning moments ago talking about his new role as Mr. Rogers. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But Don, tell the folks sadly what's going away. Well, um, McDonald's and Burger King are facing calls to scrap those plastic toys in kids' meals deals. So that happened in July of this year. And then Burger King in the UK is getting rid of those plastic toys. And they are calling people to come by and melt down the toys. This was a New York Times article. So it's like all the old toys... They're going to have a big bin, and everyone's going to throw in the old toys and melt them, essentially. Um, And then they're going to stop with the, you know, they're trying to move towards not having any plastic cups. Uh, You know, they've done that for a while. Straws. And it's just the waste from these little plastic toys is just irresponsible. So they're moving towards not having little toys. And now globally, it'll be done by 2022. I 100% get this, and I actually support it. But it, as a kid of the 80s, Don, I think oh, you're with me. Rob, yeah. I, I, this makes me sad because, sincerely, I the Happy Meal, forget the burger, yeah. forget the fright. And now I would love to be able to not worry about uh, eating a burger. But anyway, forget the burger and fries. I wanted that toy. I wanted that Star Wars toy. Yeah. That he, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, sad. And, you know, they're also going as far. I would I don't agree with this part that, uh, you know, having these toys in there leads to obesity. It's like, I don't understand how, how I mean, you get excited about going to McDonald's for the toy. But like there's an adult there bringing you 
to Burger King or McDonald's every day if that's what they choose to do. And it's not like the kids running down and going, I got to have me a Happy Meal right now. I mean, yeah. no kids are just wandering the streets. And you know, it's also about moderation, too. Come on. Everything is. Yes. You're, I, I, I think that's hooey. I think that's a bunch of malarkey. I know that uh, kids will be like, I want to go to Burger King or whatever. It's like, it's up to you as a parent, though, to go, no, you No, really, We've done that once this week already, and we have yeah. to eat healthy. I think that's crap. You like, can't blame on. them. No, a toy isn't going to make your kid obese. No. Bad habits are going to make your kid obese. I'm sorry. That's Thank you. The, the way that it is. Bad habits and uh, not watching what your kid's eating. That's that's what's going to make your kid fat. A My Little Pony plastic toy isn't going to do it. I'm sorry to tell you that, but that's just me. I'm just... I'm just sad because that's just a. It's the same thing when I think of my when I think of Saturday mornings growing up. It was a bowl of cereal and reading the back of the box. You know, as I was eating the cereal, oh, like yeah. all the the games and stuff on the back of the box, and watching Saturday morning cartoons. It's all part of the all part of the fabric of my childhood. So when I see these things go away, it just makes me sad. But maybe uh, maybe kids don't care about the toys and the Happy Meals anymore. Maybe I, maybe we're just old, Don. It could have a posi- yeah. it could have a positive effect though, because I'm older than both of you, not put together, but <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so so I predate Happy Meals, and my treats came in a box of Cracker Jacks. Yeah, okay, the Cracker Jacks, can- candy coated popcorn, peanuts, and a prize. That's what you get in Cracker Jacks. And I remember that there were oh, times goodness, there were times <laughs> when that the. the Boy, it was so cool. Like I remember one time there was a little pinball machine in there. It was you know, oh it was encased in plastic, like a big pinball machine was glass, okay, but it was plastic. It had the little ball bearing in there and you could oh you my bounce God. it off. It didn't have the the levers, you know, that you would f- the flippers at right. the bottom, but it it was it acted like a, t- a tiny pinball machine and it came in the cracker jacks. And then later on the toys got crappy like you, you would <laughs> yeah. you would open up the box and you would you would fish out the prize and it was just like a piece of paper that was wrapped in paper yeah that's true it'd be I, like a decoder thing and so i stopped buying and eating cracker jacks so that was probably a good thing <laughs> actually you rob stopped? still has that mini pinball machine that's what he does on the weekend <laughs> when he's reading his book <laughs> I wish I still had it. It'd be oh. worth some money now. I'm going to find it for you on Amazon. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. What do you want when you got to eat something? got to be sweet and it's got to be a lot and you got to have it now. What do you want? Snick, snack, and whip, back and tiny, black and ink and neck and double, black and double, black and black and jack and blue. Cracker Jack. Right there. Thank wow. you, Jason. You're welcome. Little little slice of your childhood. Speaking of childhood, so as I said, Tom Hanks is out promoting uh, the, his new role as Mr. Rogers uh, in the new movie, uh, Would You Be My Neighbor? I think that's what it's called. And uh, he sat down exclusive with Gail King moments ago to talk about the role, and I thought, this was delightful. We need, we need more kindness, and I thought this would be fun to listen to. Plus, Gail does a really good interview. Uh, so here he is taking on, uh, talking about taking on the role and how he didn't take this lightly it's you i like you every part are very valuable human being doesn't matter doesn't matter who you are that's what i think fred was able to make people feel not necessarily better not necessarily stronger but fred made people feel worthwhile for over three decades 
It's a beautiful day. Fred Rogers was America's favorite neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? And now Tom Hanks is stepping into the shoes of the beloved children's television host. Hello, neighbor. In a new film inspired by the man who touched the hearts of millions. Fame is a four-letter word like tape or zoom. Did you know much about him? We would have been nine. Ten. Yeah, I didn't pay any attention. It was this odd show that looked very cheesy. The puppets, their mouths didn't move. And <laughs> it was so obvious that he was doing all the different kinds of voices. And so I remember seeing it, uh, you know, when you're 13, 14 years old. And I was already saying, come on, cut. Move to something else. Make it a little snappier. Like, it's not for nine-year-olds. Yeah. It's for an impressionable mind that does not know how the world works at all. I oh. love isn't that great? That's I interesting. To, yeah. Because he's right. There is that very distinct break. Because I'm with Tom. I never, I... You didn't get into Mr. Rogers? I didn't get into it, no. I mean, I was a TV kid, but I did not get into Mr. Rogers. And Tom pegged it right there in two ways. He pegged that age, and when you when you do not get Mr. Rogers, but then he also pegged the simplicity of Mr. Rogers and why it works for a child of a certain age. Yeah. yeah. Here's, a, here's a little bit more of Gail's interview. I'm proud of you. And I've certainly learned a lot by knowing you. Every person I talked to who said, oh, when you spoke to Freddie, you felt, you felt like you were the only person in the world that mattered to him. That's a gift, Tom. It's a gift, but it's also a practice. We are trying to give the world a positive ways of dealing with their feelings. Hanks brought Mr. Rogers to life with a little help from the woman who knew him best, Joanne Rogers, his wife of 50 years. We're told Joanne Rogers lent you some of his ties. All of his ties. I don't know if that gives you an extra special feeling or if it meant something to you. Anytime you yes. can have some sort of like, kind of like little talisman like that in there, it ends up being special. That's a big deal. What was the hardest thing for you, Tom, about this part? Because I am fascinated. Slowing down. Slowing down? <laughs> Not interrupting people in the middle of them asking questions. <laughs> Not jumping to a conclusion that I know exactly what I'm going to say while you're still trying to formulate a question. That was it hard for you to do? It was, it was terrifying. Oh. It was it was terrifying. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting to hear that it's terrifying because people think that of all the roles that you've done, this would be a lock for you to do, <laughs> and certainly the easiest for you to do. There's no such thing as an easy yeah. role to do. Yeah. Because uh, the moment the moment I said yes, I, I began to have the night sweats that go Did along you? with trying to play. Look, I have played a lot of real people. Fred was a very very public persona, mm -hmm. and everybody has an idea of what Fred is, what Fred was like, the mysteries behind Fred. We even get to address it in the movie. Somebody says, do you have a lot of tattoos, you know, under because there was that folklore <laughs> that, that he was a Navy SEAL and, and his body was covered with tattoos. But the, the, the terror that goes along with it is that you want to land in a place that people recognize as his true human behavior, whether you're playing somebody who's real or somebody who's not. Tom Hanks with Gail King on CBS this morning talking about the new Mr. Rogers movie. I love him. I just I love both of those gentlemen. I love yeah. I love Miss I love Fred Rogers, especially after the documentary. I learned more about him, and I just love Tom Hanks. And it's it's interesting, Don, as as an actress, as a screen. It's interesting to hear. Uh, Gail's right. We think of Tom Hanks, and we think that everything would come easy to him. It's fascinating to hear that this was a challenge for him. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're playing somebody that's so iconic. On top of that, you're like, do I just try to model his movements, his actions, his uh, speech patterns? And then on top of it, to actually put some heart in it and capture the essence of Mr. Rogers, you know, the heart and soul of him, which was truly good. I mean, I I just I loved him as a kid. I just, you know, it was like such a comforting show to watch it just made me feel good and i i loved the land of make-believe when that little train went through that tunnel it's a big deal oh my god until lady elaine showed up and it scared the hell out of all of us in the uh, museum go round with her rosacea yeah exactly it's b arthur in puppet form (laughs) 817 we're gonna take a (laughs) we're gonna take a break we're gonna take a break we're gonna take a break we'll be back right after this this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Our show always gets a little classier when she gets around. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning. It's Dirt Alert time with Elizabeth Reese. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. I'll try to bring the class. I don't know. Oh, I don't have Sometimes to. I bring the no sass. pressure. Yeah, I love it. Hey, we love that too. Let's talk about Scooter Braun and Taylor Swift, okay? So this feud that has been going on for a very long time, now Scooter Braun, while not naming Taylor Swift, is clearly talking about the situation. So he was at the 2019 Entertainment Industry Conference. He did not address Swift by name, but he did address the death threats and other online abuse that he's received since their feud began. This has been going on for about six months when Scooter Braun and Big Machine Records bought Taylor Swift's catalog of music music right out from under her she says and she's not happy about it here's what scooter says um it's just not my style talking about airing grievances on social media i think we live in a time of toxic division and people thinking that social media is the appropriate place to air out on each other and not have conversations i don't like politicians doing it i don't like anybody doing it and then he went on um and uh and continued saying that The relationship might be based on miscommunication. He said people need to communicate, and when people are able to communicate, I think they work things out, adding that he will not participate in a social media war. I read this, and I was like, you know what? The reason why she doesn't want to have a meeting behind closed doors with you is because she's done that, and you guys have been nasty, and she's airing it publicly because she feels like people should know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what Dawn said. Right. That was good. Sorry, Dawn. dude. Yeah. There you go. In the meantime, Billy Joe Armstrong is hinting that Green Day might cover Taylor Swift's bad blood at the AMAs. Oh, oh really? That's fun, that's right? Cool. Oh, what a oh that what a what a what a move on that on their good part. Job. I know. He wrote on his Instagram stories, um, AMA rehearsal. And then there's a photo of a piece of paper with handwritten lyrics to Bad Blood. I love this. That way other artists can perform her music. I know. And they can basically say, screw you guys. Yeah. It would Wouldn't be that great be if amazing? everybody did. If everybody did a Taylor Swift song. Oh. Boy, that would really show some serious solidarity. Yeah. Taylor Swift songs, though, are like, you know, they're like Beatles songs or Bob Dylan songs. They're just great to hear other people perform, too. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Bob Dylan songs, I might argue, better when other people perform them. But... <laughs> 
Uh oh. You know, I'm fighting words here in Minnesota, That's but I'm right. not afraid. Oh. These are my people. I'm a native. I can oh, okay. do anything. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, I would well, never say can. that. You can get away with a little bit more if you were born. I was born in Cambridge, Minnesota, July 27th, 19. 19- 81, thank Whoa, you. Oh, nice. <laughs> it it is easier to understand the lyrics when other people perform Bob Dylan <laughs> Thank songs, you, Brother sure. Rob. Yeah. See? Unpopular opinion. Um, I do not enjoy Bob Dylan music. Yeah, totally with you. It's the spot to Dylan- be me. Time for an unpopular opinion. <laughs> thank you, yes. Oh. Yeah. Bob Dylan songs are a great song by anyone other than Bob Dylan. I've, yeah. Have you seen him live? No. Okay, I have. I think I have a different opinion because of that. All right. He never looked up at the audience except for one time. Seriously? We were all standing at the front. We were um, in college, and so it was in a stodgy you know, theater where there were a lot of older people there to come see the concert. We all went up in front of the stage. It was just one line of people. That there was plenty of room for them to see, but they were all sitting down, and the security made us go sit down. No. And Bob Dylan just looked up at us and just smirked. That's it. But that's that all we got. It? No, he does not. Yeah, he doesn't really talk to the audience. He's famous for that. He doesn't look at you. I do kind of like that about him. It's kind of cool. That's kind of respectable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just say thing. one more thing about that, if I could. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Crow's new album, there's an amazing version of Bob Dylan's Everything is Broken that oh. she does with Jason Isbell. Oh, oh nice. Gotta nice. Check, gotta check that out. Oh, cool. we should play some of that. That's fun. Yeah. Okay, Prince William and Prince Harry have a lot of hurt and unresolved issues, says a friend. Yeah. That some of it is a normal consequence of them moving into adulthood, yes. (laughs) And some of it is legit. Like, they're just really hurt feelings. And um, this is all going back to William cautioning Harry about moving too fast with Meghan. Which it does make you think about that. You know, a lot of people struggle with that idea of, when do I tell someone if I think they're making a poor decision with a relationship? Is it the right thing to ever tell someone? And what are the consequences if I do tell someone? And I think that's what's happening here. This this is all this stuff with the royal family, I'm telling you, is the same that happens in everybody's families. Yeah, except they live in a castle. Yeah, they live in a castle, <laughs> which does make it better. Yeah. And everything's more echoey in there, so anything you say just comes with more drama. Yeah, if you sing something, it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not, if you're not in the either. shower, it sounds better because of the echo chamber effect. For oh, sure. that's true. Yeah, yeah. and it, the same is in a castle. That's why all those princesses <laughs> in Disney movies are singing so much. Yeah. Because they just sound great right. in the echoey castle. Mm-hmm. Right, Jason? <laughs> well, no. They, 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 according to old Disney, they need a man. So oh, they're singing yeah. to get the man. Well, that yeah. is right. important. Oh, it is, that uh-huh. is important. Uh, French Montana hospitalized with an elevated heart rate, pain, and nausea. So he had some cardiac issues. Oh, no. Rushed by ambulance uh, to the hospital um, on Thursday in the afternoon. But police made the call to get him treatment. So I guess deputies were called to his home for a possible robbery. It turned out to be a false alarm. But then responding deputies thought French was acting abnormal and seemed really out of it. He was having stomach pains, nausea, and then an elevated heart rate. So then they made the call to take him to the hospital. Isn't this strange? That is strange. He's getting treatment. Um, He's had a lot of travel over the last couple of weeks. Um, Some think maybe he had some bad food or something. Oh, here we go. Listen to this. Yeah. This is the Cheryl Crow and Jason. Scared the crap out of me. (laughs) We're gonna Elizabeth Reese today at three on Twin Cities Live. When we come back, Donna Valentine guest stars on Forced Movie Reviews next.
it's time for one of the dumbest answers in game show history. Your husband say he is uh, basically more urban or rural, Kathy. I don't know what they mean. Oh, no. This has been <laughs> the we dumbest our answers in game show history. Oh. Back to you, Jason. Thank you. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning. Okay, I, I have to replay this one because it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Now, it's time for one of the dumbest answers in game show history. Name a yellow fruit. Orange. <laughs> this has been the dumbest answers in game yep. show history. Yep. Back to you, Jason. <laughs> that is still. Mm-hmm. I have Porch. just a few that I I will play until the show is canceled. Yeah. I will play it in this one. Name too. an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> I mean, technically, it does yeah, have it does. three. Right. I mean, but yeah. Alligator. Um, name uh, a yellow fruit. Blueberries. Orange. Yeah. Something Russia's famous for, Bob. Russians. That's right, Bob. <laughs> name three things Russians famous for. Russians. Yeah. Mm. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Jace with Don and Rob. And uh, you hear that laugh. You hear that voice. You're thinking, who? She sounds familiar. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest star for forced movie reviews. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have Forced movie reviews. You forced me to do this. this. If you are new to our show, this is how it works. Uh, We launched this a couple weeks ago. People tend to like it. It's called Forced Movie Reviews. Alexis, Dawn, and I have um, genres of movies that we absolutely cannot stand. And they just happen to be different. Dawn cannot stand stand rom-coms. I love them. Uh, I can't stand action movies. Alexis <laughs> loves them. Alexis can't stand horror movies. Da- uh, Dawn loves them. So each week, uh, one of us assigns another uh, movie that we have to watch in a genre we hate. Obviously, Alexis is off uh, taking care of her baby. So the fabulous Donna Valentine has stepped in to replace Alexis for the next uh, little while in forced movie reviews. So oh, she. Boy has to watch horror movies, which, Donna, I did not know. Donna had to tell me, or I should say remind me, you do not enjoy horror movies. I The problem I have with horror movies, mm. that's a hard word to say, horror. It is. Horror. I always have to, yeah, yeah, I know. It sounds like a horror. Scary movies. Yeah. yeah. Scary movies. The problem I have is that a lot of time they have a lasting effect on me that I can't shake. <laughs> so I might appreciate it in the moment, but then, like last night, I'm not going to lie, I tossed and turned after watching Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah! Thanks for that. Okay. Um, my problem is with supernatural movies. Like, I, I'm not that afraid of, like, slasher movies, you know, yeah. uh, Friday the 13th kind of stuff. I could watch that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's when it involves the devil. Yes. And ghosts. Don, Take a note, Don. Uh, though. Take a note. That's a good note to scare no. Don, Donna. Yeah, I should, devil. Yeah. I should yeah. not have said that. I was just grateful you didn't assign me something like paranormal activity. Uh-huh. I would not well, survive we, that. Oh, no, I said it out loud again. We could very soon, though. It's fine. Yeah. All right. So this one wasn't so bad. Okay. This yeah. movie, <laughs> Rosemary's Baby, this was like 1966, I think it came out. Mm-hmm. I have to say, it's really... 
a slow build. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a, I would call it a supernatural thriller. Mm-hmm. And nothing really happens until there's like 23 minutes left in the whole story. It's a very slow build. So this movie, do you know what it's about, Jace? I do, if you want, but why don't you, for the youngins listening. Yeah, people that uh, have never seen it. Okay, yes. so the gist of it is, this is about a woman named Rosemary Woodhouse and her actor husband, Guy. And these two move into a New York City apartment building where lots of bad things have happened. The last person who lived in their apartment died. Uh, there was a suicide and other events happening in this building. Mm. And they end up making friends with their older neighbors. Um, The woman is super nosy. Her name is Minnie. (laughs) Um, And so she's always like in their business. She's like Mrs. Kravitz. Totally. Totally. Um, And then her, the husband guy is having a problem landing a part in like a play. He was like, he did some TV. He does some voice work. And so this nosy neighbor one night, this is, this is, basically the story brings them dessert and rosemary's like i don't know it has like an undertaste i know boy she she looks tiny she's a teeny tiny little woman yeah and she's beautiful yeah well she keeps saying that this has an undertaste and shortly after that she falls sick she gets dizzy yeah this is when it gets creepy husband carries her to bed Mm -hmm. he she's like passed out He's taken his clothes off, yeah. and uh, then she starts, like, hallucinating. Mm-hmm. But is she hallucinating? She starts having visions of, like, Catholicism and other people, and there's, like, this, all these people are surrounding her, and she's naked, and there's blood dripping on her, and her neighbors are naked, and they're, like, witches, it is so weird. <laughs> yeah. Her husband basically does it with her in this state and then he turns into the devil. Right. During it. So she wakes up, she has scratches on her, and he's like, Oh yeah, I know I need to cut my nails. <laughs> and she's like, You took advantage of me when I was in that state? And he's like, Oh, I was a little drunk too. Mm-hmm. She finds out she's pregnant. Husband ends up getting an acting role after he was having a hard time landing a role. Yeah. But the guy who originally had the role was seriously injured. And as a result, the guy gets the role. Right from the devil. So you find out, you realize the gist of it is that her husband allows the devil to have his way with her while she's passed out in exchange for an acting role. acting role. Yes. So... The hustle's real, girl. The hustle's real. I am telling you. So he sacrifices his child to Satan... Right? Yeah. It is like really freaky. I was really actually kind of into it. Um, She gives birth. They tell her the baby died. She's like, no, you guys are witches. You know, they never show the baby. She hears a baby crying upstairs, goes upstairs, sees all the neighbors there because they're all witches. And they're all saying, hail Satan. And the baby's crying and hail she's freaking Satan. out. Hail Satan. I mean, <laughs> yes. It was really freaky. So, Basically, he was the son of Satan. Yeah. Yep. They never show the baby, though. They don't. I know. That's the one thing about it that's like, it's almost better, though. It you know, kind or of do you want to see a little your stupid devil baby in no. 1973? It would have been really cheesy. It would have been super yeah. cheesy. Yeah. You're right. But, I mean, it was good. I actually thought it was good. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. I, would, I would give this like four out of five. 
four out of four five. Out of five. I would yeah, wow. I would say this was really really good. I know the nosy neighbor Minnie, uh, yeah. played by Ruth Jordan, I think won yes. an Oscar. Yes, yeah, she's my favorite part of she's the movie. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's great. And there's some humorous undertones to Rosemary's Baby. You know, <laughs> yeah. like uh, Mia Farrow had chopped her hair off, mm-hmm. and she comes home. I mean, it's super short, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, it's like a Vidal Sassoon cut," and he's like. I hope you didn't pay for that. You know, like just little (laughs) signs of the times. Totally. Um, Also, I I did a little digging after watching it, of course, because that's what we do now that we have Google. Um, Roman Polanski's, this was his first feature film, and he stayed really true to the book. Yeah. uh, Because he didn't realize he could make changes. Oh, if he wanted to. I see. Also, fun fact, exterior shots of the building, that's the Dakota on the Upper West Side, where John Lennon lived in Yoko yes. Ono, and where he was shot. Um, but and during <sighs> the filming, Frank Sinatra served Mia Farrow with divorce papers. And she was great. She was, she was really, really great. Yes. I don't know how she made it through. But I will say, at the end of this movie, you still don't know if they really are witches or if she's loony. Oh, uh, right. Or Isn't she's that, lost her mind. I love it when it just leaves it up to your own interpretation. Yeah, so well, I thought they did a great job. Donna? Yes. And I think Don will echo my sentiments here. <laughs> yeah. How thorough of a job you have done with Force yes. Movie Reviews. You gave us you gave us fun facts. You gave us your perspective. <laughs> you talked about location shoots. I mean, you talked about Frank Sinatra. <laughs> uh, we could not have asked for a better, Aww. better, better Force Movie Review. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Donna Valentine. You're Thank welcome. you. Donna's going to go back and work on her show when we come back. In lieu of Alexis not being here, Dawn Mm -hmm. is going to serve me papers. Those papers, not divorce papers, uh, they will tell me what action movie I have to watch next week. (laughs) We'll reveal that when we return. Friday, November 21st, 2019. Welcome back, everybody. We're coming up on 849, Jason and Alexis, in the morning. I'm Jace with Dawn and Rob. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks to Donna Valentine for helping us with forced movie reviews while Alexis is gone. Donna works hard enough, and we've added more to her plate. So, yeah. Oh, well. She's a good friend of ours. I feel like I have to raise the bar on my reviews now, right? That was uh, great. Well, was I mean... She gave history of the movie. Girl! She gave, girl! I mean, she told you about the locations of the movie. She told you about Frank Sinatra... You know, she mentioned John Lennon. Oh my God! Well, what, what are we doing, Don? We're amateurs here. We're amateurs. Although yeah. I will say, she yes, seemed Rob? to enjoy it far too much, which defeats the whole purpose of this segment. Yeah, it really well, was to freak Alexis out because she was supposed to still be pregnant at the time. So that's why yeah. I chose Rosemary's Baby. But but hey, but um, now I know she's afraid of the devil. I was just I was just gonna say. <laughs> She's not listening. So here's what we do. You know the movie. I, you know the movie that I thought of, and I think the audience would agree. My talkers, tweet us if you agree. You have to assign her the exorcism of Emily Rose. I was just thinking that it is. I. I mean, it took me I'm years Colin to get that out of my head. It, yeah. I. Oh. That was horrifying. Oh, it is horrifying. The scene where old girl twists herself into a pretzel. Uh-huh. Remember when her she's boyfriend in her dorm looks over? room. Oh, yeah. and she's by and herself her, and she's in yes. a pretzel on the floor. Oh my God. That, that is, it is one of the scariest movies. 
Okay, on that's that top me. List. Donna will hate us. I mean, she may it's, never speak to us again. It's true. <laughs> Can't wait to but sign how, that to her next time. Oh yeah, yeah it'll don't, be nobody so Nobody tell wicked. her. Nobody tell Donna. My talkers, don't you don't tweet her, okay? Because she's gonna. If oh, you already did, delete it. Delete it immediately. <laughs> Okay, now, in lieu of Alexis being here, now, eventually, what we're going to do is, I just don't want to bother Angel right away, Yeah. but I will eventually have Angel provide me a list of action movies to mm-hmm. take the place of Alexis, because Angel really is the guy that loves action movies, but in lieu of Angel and Alexis, yeah. Dawn is going to step in, God bless her, uh, and give me a action movie assignment, because I'm next. Here yes. we go. From the producers of Beverly Hills Cop and Top Gun, starring Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, you will be watching 1995's Bad Boys. Oh, Jason, it's great. It's directed by Michael Bay. Uh, one of his first blockbuster movies. It's about two hip detectives that protect a witness to a murder while investigating the case of stolen heroin from the evidence storage room for their police precinct. Now, this was a huge box office success. They only made it. Michael Bay actually spent only 19 million Ooh, to make Bay. this movie worldwide. A budget of 19 million. Okay. okay. 141 million. This movie made worldwide. And I never saw it. No, it's <laughs> the running time: one hour and fifty nine minutes. <laughs> I actually think Bad Boys Two is better, but we'll just start with this. You're going to really get some street cred from watching these movies. I mean, this Am is going to allow you to sit around with the guys at a <laughs> townie bar so and yeah, yeah, and maybe chew some tobacco and spit and go. Yeah, I just saw Bad Boys for the first time. You know, I watched. I Do your watched pull Bad tabs? Boys. I yes. Know. Hey, y'all watch Bad Boys? <laughs> and you can watch hey. it on Netflix, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. This one, you know what? I actually like Will, so maybe I won't hate this one. It's really um, funny, actually. They're hilarious in it. Okay. You actually like this movie. I do. I like Bad Boys 1 and 2. Okay. And there, I know that there were more, but I think I've only seen the first two. Yeah, they're making another one right now. Yeah, so. well, I mean, it'll do very well. Okay. Okay. Well, I, oh, I'll yeah. see. Yeah. Vanessa Hudgens is in this next one. It has Will Smith and Vanessa. What about Martin Lawrence? Is he in it? Yeah, oh, he's anyway. in it too, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rob, as we get to know you, is there a genre of movie that you can't stand? I don't know if I want to answer that question. Ah. But no, I would be like Alexis. I hate horror movies. Really? I, oh, I, really? And like um, Donna said, you know, those images just stay with me for a long time. Yeah. Uh, the dis- mm-hmm. those disturbing images. I'm not even going to go see Joker. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. oh, I know, well, based yeah. on some of the things I've heard about that film. Oh, that movie depressed me. I'll never, ever, 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 ever watch that again. I'll watch it at home. Oh, I it I was depressed for the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah. I, it was just very grim. That's really what it was. It was just grim. Sad. No hope. Hopeless. Oh, I don't like that. No, I mean, if I want that, I'll just step outside. You know what I mean? Or have I, a meeting with B. Arthur. Or if I want to feel hopeless, I'll meet with B. Arthur, and then <laughs> that's apps. That's the definition of hopeless. <laughs> hey, but I will end on. 
I was in the station yesterday, and I have to give her a compliment. Now, I was joking about it before, but here's a real compliment. She has changed shampoo and conditioner, and her wig is silky smooth beautiful. <laughs> it really is. Her her weave has never looked better. Mm-hmm. It is it is unbeweavable. No. It is so yes. Unbeweavable. <laughs> oh. Um, I hear chairs and movement. Do yes. we have people in here? Yeah, we have Steve in the studio. Okay, enough about that. Hey, yeah. hey uh, Steve, I, uh, for, forget about your show. People Great. are going to listen oh, anyway. Perfect. How much are you loving Mandalorian? Oh, oh, my gosh. I just cannot. I can't. I didn't even anticipate liking it as much yeah. as I And I'm a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. You yeah. know what, Jason? This is one where all the entire family, and my mom yeah. and dad are in town as well. And my dad said, I'm not even much of a Star Wars fan. And I love this. You know who else is even enjoying it? Elizabeth Reese, who knows jack squat about Star Wars. Yep. Hashtag Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. for the win. Yeah. Yep. Love it. So good. Believe me. New episode today. That's right. Ooh. Don and Steve coming up next. That's going to do it for us. If you're a kid that's being bullied, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Don? That's right. You be you. Unless you're a terrible person, then think about that before Monday and change. We'll see you Monday. It's a beautiful day.